All right, good evening. Hope all of you are doing well. Tonight we're learning Maseches Rosh Hashanah, Daf Chavav, and Daf Chav Zayin, Amid Aleph. Oh, not quite to the Mishnah, just to the last 10 lines of the page, and then we'll stop there and pick up on Shabbos. Shabbos is getting early, 4.08 on Shabbos for Daf Yomi. I don't know what we're going to do in the winter. I really don't know. It'll be 3.05 next week. Shemirachim. How do we, that's what we did. It's rough. Every time you're at a meal. I don't know. Maybe we should do 2.30 mincha. I don't know. We'll, have to, we'll, we'll talk it out. I kind of like the 2.30 mincha idea. Davin 2.30, daf yomi, and then, then you're good till Marif. Okay, we'll discuss. We're at a new Mishnah at the top of Chavav Amidalev, about nine or ten lines down. The Mishnah opens as follows. Finally, we're 26 blood into the Masechta. Now we're going to learn about Hilchos Rosh Hashanah. We're going to talk about a shofar, the... Uh, the unspoken, uh, the unspoken artifact of this Masechta has taken us 26 blot. Says the Gemara, Kola shofros ksherim. All types of shofaros are kosher, chutz michel para, except for that of a cow, mipnei shehu, keren. It doesn't have the din of a shofar. It has the din of a keren. A keren is like a musical instrument as opposed to a halachic shofar with which one can blow shofar. This is the sheet of the Rabban and the Tanakama. We're going to analyze this sheet heavily in the Gemara. Am Rabbi Yossi, what are you talking about? Every shofar is called a keren. We always refer to shofaros as a, as a keren. So therefore, he argues on the Tanakama and he says that even that of a para, even the shofar of a para will still be acceptable. Says the Gemara, Taka, Shapir Kama Rabiosi. That was a very good argument that Rabiosi presented. In other words, that's code word for Rabbanan. You best come up with an answer because otherwise there's no reason why we should be listening to you. Uh, Rabiosi has a beautiful kasha. The Pasuk says, So we see that the shofars are also called are also going to be called a Karen. If that's the case, so then the Rabbanan are wrong. And the Gemara is now going to present three different answers for the Rabbanan. Again, the Rabbanan, the Shita that says, no shofar from the para, and we have to figure out why not. So here's answer number one. We're about 12 lines down in the second line of the Gemara on Chavav the Rabbanon, the rabbis, how do you respond to the Pasuk that was quoted by Rabios? He says the Gemara, Kola shofaros ikru shofar v'ikru keren. When it comes to all shofaros, they are all referred to as a shofar and a keren. However, the para, but when we're speaking about a para, so says the Gemara, keren ikri, shofar lo ikri. <clears throat> That's just not true. Every other, every other animal, every other horn of every other animal does have the status of a shofar, just not the para. And then the Rabbanan bring a pasuk to support their own cause. What does the pasuk say about a shore? What does the pasuk say? Pasuk says it's a karen. It doesn't use the word shofar. The haraya, that the word shofar is not shayach by a para, and therefore it's not shayach by the world of shofar. That's why the Pasuk says it's uh, the Pasuk says in a, in a variety of places that, you know, tiku bachoda shofar, but the din of the, the horn of a para is not the din of a shofar. The Rabiosi, Rabiosi, what would you say back to this response of the Rabbanon? Amar lach de para, nami ikri shofar. You got, you're being way too literal. You took one Pasuk and you took it all the way to the finish line. You're not correct. par. Why does it say mishor and par? Aren't those both the same animals? Im shor lama par, im par lama shor. Why both languages? And then the Gemara makes a beautiful play on words, a halachic one. Elamai mishor par, mishofar. We blend the words together as a drasha. Now, I want you to think about this. This is not some playful exegetical, here's how I choose to read it. This is a halachic nafkamina midoraisa. According to the sheet of the Rabbanon, they say that there's a psul in a shofar of a para. 
However, Rabbi Yossi learns the Pasuk to mean that when it says Mishor Par, that we should learn it Mishofar to indicate that the horn of a para is also considered to be a shofar. And therefore, Mishofar, they hold the Mido Raisa, your Yotze. That is a huge nafkamina between the Tanakama and Rabiosi. And according to Rabiosi, within this approach, it all has to do with the word Mishofar. Virabanan. What do the rabbis do with this very clever drush of Rabiosi that Mishor Pa really means Mishofar? No, they learn that Pasuk differently. Kid the Rav Masna, the Amar of Masna. Uh, they hold like Rav Masna. What does Rav Masna say? Rav Masna, my short par. What does the Pasuk mean when it says short par? It means shehu gadol kepar, that any animal, as long as it's, uh, even if it's the size of a par, it will still be kosher, as long as it's not actually a par, as discussed already. And all of this is approach number one. So approach number one was basically that uh, the, the, the Pasuk indicates, so, so how, why did the Rabbanon say that the shofar is uh, not kosher by a par? So they said, because the Pasuk calls it uh, the Pasuk says, Bukhor Shoro Hadarlo, the Karne Reim Karna. So Ula, about, about a third of the way down, gives a second answer. Ula, Marhainu Rabbanan. What is the reason that the Rabbanan write in the Mishnah that, uh, that you are not allowed to use the horn of a para? Because Kidder of Chizda, what does Rav Chizda say? The Amar of Chizda, Mipne Main, Kohen Gadol, Nichnas, Bidvig Day, Zahav, Lifnai, Vilifnim, Avoda, Voda. What's the reason why a Kohen Gadol? When he goes inside the inner sanctum of the Beis Hamikdash, the Kodesh Hakodashim, why doesn't he wear gold? So says the Gemara, Lefishein Kategor Naases Sanegor, because that which was a kitrug against the Yehudim, against the Jews, because of the Egel Hazahav, because they took Zahav and they misused it in the form of servicing, quote unquote, the Egel, because that's true. Ein Kategor, that which was a kitrug, that Zahav cannot be a Sanegor, cannot be your defense attorney now to walk into the Kodesh Hakodashim with gold and say, I'm here. Here, everything is wonderful. No, not everything is wonderful. You did the Egel Azov. So what's the problem? It's an Egel. An Egel, which has horns. That's a shofar. So what is Ula saying? Really, the psul in our Mishnah of the Rabbanon on the top of Kavav Amadal, if we're halfway down, right in the middle of the page, the concern, says Ula, of the Rabbanon in our Mishnah to not allow the horn of a cow is because ein kategor nases because that which caused the kitrug now cannot be your defense attorney to get you out of a out of a problem. Says the Gemara below. Really, hold on one second. Vo'ika dam hapar dam par. We learned in Masech Esuma this very sophisticated ritual that was done in the Beis Mikdash on the inside of the wall and on the outside of the wall, the sprinklings and the hazos, one up and seven down. Was it seven up and seven down? Different discussions that we had then. But we use the Damapar. See, if you're saying, and therefore the Kohen Kadol can't wear gold into the Beis Hamikdash, into the Kodesh HaKodashim. And therefore we can't use a shofar because fine, but we use the blood of a par. What happened to Enkategor so says the Gemara, no. Hoel the Ishtani Ishtani. Now things have changed. Now the animal was shechted. And because the animal is shechted, now it's not in the category of in kategor It's not the cow anymore per se. It's the Dhamma par, but not the par itself. And therefore we are good to go. You look like you have a question, Tex. No, it's just, it's, it's, it's a cheetah that's not the same thing. Why? Because they didn't take an actual cow and dip it in gold. No, the horn, the horn, the shofar also. It's not the cow, it's the horn. I could have argued. Use that material. So that's why we shouldn't have the Kohan dressed in that material. But to not use a cow because they use that as a... But they're making the... But the shofar is a body part too. And they're saying that it can't be used because...
How do you expect to get help, so to speak, from something that is right? But again, so the Gemara is clearly taking it to the nth degree to say, and and you're right, you're you're right. It's just it's just not pshita. You're right in the conclusion. It's just not pshita because you might have argued that anything like you could see the extreme mindset. Anything that has to do with the cow, get away from the kodesh akodashim. Like we we could understand that. That mindset of everything is in kategornasa scenario. We can understand that bashkafa. We can understand this is off limits, as it were. But says the Gemara, that's not true. Hold the ishtani, ishtani. Once you do the shrita, and now you've done the zrika, you've done the kabbalah saddam, all is well, no problem. I okay, fine. You you've given the answer the text wanted to give, which is that parts of the animal are problematic, not all of the animal. Says the Gemara, wait a minute, but we have gold, aron, ukruv. All of these things are made out of gold, and where do they rest in the kodesh akodashim? You just told me that the coin Gadol can't wear gold because in Kategornasa Sanegor. What about everything that's in there? They're all metal. They're all made out of gold. It says the Gemara, Chote Bal Yakriv Karmino. We're talking about the Hakrava. You cannot bring it in. You cannot be the one to carry it in. That's not right. If it's built in there, no problem. What about the spoon? What about the shovel to hold the ash? So says the Gemara, those are made out of gold. Says the Gemara, we're only talking about that which he wears. So again, we're dancing, we're trying to dance between the cones here to just make sure that we have we are avoiding the concern of So why can you wear the big days of outside of the Kodesh HaKodashim? You want to tell me you have to wear the linen garments inside the Kodesh HaKodashim because because we can't use that which was a Kitschuk fine, I understand. Why can you wear it anywhere in the base HaMikdash? Wherever you're doing the Avodah should be problematic. Says the Gemara, maybe theme coming on. The only real Kitschuk, the only real problem of using the gold is when you're inside the Kodesh HaKodashim. Says the Gemara, beautiful. If so, Shofar Nami Mibachutsu. Beautiful. You wanted to say, Ula, that the reason why in our Mishnah, the Rabbanon were of the opinion that you're not allowed to use the shofar of a cow is because in Kategor But you just told me that in Kategor applies inside the Kodesh HaKodashim. We're not blowing shofar inside the Kodesh HaKodashim. It should be perfectly fine. Let it be. Says the Gemara, the Chudash answer, and this requires Rishonim, since it is for something that is to be brought as a memory, what does that mean? That's a very, very powerful and difficult line. Let's see what Rashi has to say here. 10, 12 lines from the bottom of Rashi, 12 lines. Shofar nami. You're not bringing it into that room. He's not wearing it. Since it is meant to be a zikaron, and here's the lambdas that Rashi gives to the Gemara. Why? 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 So it's really not a pasha to Rashi. I don't know. What does Tosfos say? Tosfos says on the left side, third from the bottom, the Ramasal Kevandil Zikaron Kasi. Tema, how does that work? Efod Vachoshan Nami Lizikaron Kasu Kedechsiv Bekra. That's also Lizikaron. Vishlamar Deshvatim Zikaron him. Okay, Tosfos kind of finagles out of it. But this requires some degree of, of learning time that we don't have, but we need to dig into the Rishonim on this line that for some reason the Shofar, which is Zikaron, uh, it uh, it becomes as in Rashi's language like the begadim of the coin gadol as if it were lifnai velifni. Says the Gemara, look, all of this is really beautiful. Ula, you came up with a creative answer of en kategor nasesanegor. What's the problem? The problem is v'hatana mipnei shu keren kamar. Did anyone learn our Mishnah? What did our look back at our Mishnah? Kol hashofaros kshirim chutz mishal parim mipnei shu keren. 
So what is Ula talking about? The Mishnah tells us what the problem is with a para, and that is that it's called a keren and not a shofar. So Ula, mental gymnastics, comes up with this beautiful chap and dances between all of the potholes. And he's perfect. He's got his answer. It's not, it's not belief name. It's outside. It's inside the shofar. He came up with a, But that's not what the Mishnah says. The Mishnah says the problem is that it's a keren and it's not a shofar. Says the Gemara, a little bit more than halfway down, two-thirds of the way down, says the Gemara, Chada ve'od ka'amar. Chada ve'od means this and that, one and one other. There's two concerns. Chada, the first issue, says Ula, in the name of the Rabbanon, de'en kategor nases sanegor. Really, one of the primary issues is e'en kategor nases sanegor. Ve'od, and furthermore, we have a second issue, mipneshu keren. And how then would Rabbi Yossi respond to Ula's understanding of the Rabbanon? Rabbi Yossi, what does he say? When you say that the shofar is problematic, that I disagree with you and your approach there about the shofar. I know you don't agree with me, but I'm telling you that it's not me bifnim, so all is fine and good. And that's why Rabbi Yossi would allow it. As long as it's not inside, you're good to go. All is well. And as to your other concern, the one that's actually listed in our Mishnah, and that is answer number two. We tried answer number one with the Pasuk, uh, and we tried answer number two with uh, to try to explain the Rabbanon. Here's answer number three. We are about eight lines before the middle width lines of the Gemara, three-fourths, four-fifths of the way down. Abaye Omar, Abaye says, that when do we say that we have a shofar that's halachically valid for, for Rosh Hashanah? That's only true when it's one shofar. But if it's multiple shofars built together into one, that's problematic. What's the Gemara talking about? The high depara, this shofar of the cow, cave in the kai gildi gildi, because it looks, when you look at it, it looks layered. I guess it grows in. I don't know exactly how it grows, but it grows in a way where apparently it has multiple parts to it, or at least it, it, it appears that way. So it says the Gemara, that's problematic. So it says, Abaye, really what's going on in the sheets of the Rabbanan and our Mishnah? Why is it that the Rabbanan are of the opinion that the shofar of a para is not kosher? Because it appears it's mischazi kishnaim ushlosha shofaros. Says the Gemara, the same question we asked against the previous sheet of Ula, but that's not what the Mishnah says. Our Mishnah doesn't say like you, Abaye. Abaye, you want to say that this Mishnah looks like it has multiple sections to it. That's just not what the Mishnah says. The Mishnah says the concern is that it's called Karen and not called Shofar. So says the Gemara, the same answer. What are the, what are the two concerns? The first is the concern that Abai mentions. And then the second one is the one that's explicit in our Mishnah. Oh, last of the short lines. How does Rabbi Yossi answer these two concerns of the Rabbanon? Omar Lach, Rabbi Yossi would say as follows. As to your concern, Abaye, as you try to explain the Rabbanon, there really, it just appears that there's multiple uh, shofaros in one. He says, I'm not concerned about that. Because what does he say? Since they're all really one unit, that it looks like there's lines of demarcation wherever they are. I don't even know if they're across or if they're like when you look at the inside of a tree that there's rings. At I don't know what the Gemara actually means, but but that's what the Gemara is saying here is that because they're however you perceive this 
multiple layers of the of the paras shofar. We don't care. They're all chad who they're all considered one. And what about the second issue? And that concern as well is also debunked. And that's the end of this part of the sugya. So the Mishnah, uh, if we just summarize the last Amud that we've learned, or approximately an Amud, we started with a complex shita of the Rabbanan, and we, we gave three answers. And all of them explain the machlokas of the Tanakama and Rabiosi. Good. That brings us to the next section of the Gemara. My mashma. How do we know what the mas, what the pasuk means when it says bimshoch bekeren hayovel? The Gemara assumes here. The Rishonim explain this as well. My mashna lishna de dechra. How do we know that we're, that when we speak about a yovel that we're talking about a ram? Says the Gemara. Detanya. Last short line. First of the long lines. I'm a Rabbi Akiva. When I went to to, uh, to Aravia, hayukaron the dechra yuvla. They actually that's actually what they called it. They called the ram yuvla which is yoga, which is from the Pasuk. So we can already see that somehow there was a word association developed over the years that everybody knew that a yuvla was a dichra, that it was a ram. And now the Gemara is going to spend uh, approximately 20 lines or so until more, half an hour, until we get to the next mission in the middle of Chavavam and Bez, discussing things that we thought we understood but didn't. When I went to the city called Galia, a woman who was a Nida, who was forced to separate from her husband because she was Poresis Nida, she was referred to as Galmuda. Says the Gemara, my Galmuda. What does that mean? Says the Gemara, it's a little bit of a plan. Where is Gmula da Mibala? This one is separated from her husband. Okay. It's very interesting to note that the word gomel chasadim means to give and do chesed. And here the gemula means to separate from another. One of the hardest things to do, and this is what the Ramban writes on the mitzvah deraisa ve'ahavta l'reicha kamocha. There's no such thing as ve'ahavta l'reicha kamocha. Everybody loves themselves more than they love the people around them, maybe with one exception of children. But other than that, everybody loves themselves pretty much more than everybody else. So the Ramban says there's not a mitzvah of ve'ahavta l'reicha kamocha. So the Ramban explains that the whole idea of Haftal Recha Kamocha is to do a Misa that would be one that you would have done for yourself, but instead you did it for others. You're Gomel, you're separating from yourself to give to others. That's this language of Gemula as to how the Gemara explains it. Off the page, but still a, an important use. Second of the widest lines, another one. When I went to Africa, I used to refer to a certain coin as a Ksita. Says the Gemara, that was what the Torah referred to as Mea Ksita. What was the Pasuk? So the Pasuk was talking about, uh, this was talking about uh, how much was that? Right? So that's a language in the Torah. That was just a unit of money. But the point was to tell us that it was a unit of money, whatever the value was. Amar Rebbe, the Brisa continues, and I went to these small little islands, when they spoke about uh, plots of burial plots, they called them Kira, to explain what the Pasuk means, that I had purchased for myself, a plot, a burial plot. Now we're switching over to Amorayim. Right, this was all Tanaim up until now. Important to know who lives approximately when for these purposes. This is not a Bryce anymore. Amr of Shem ben Lakish, Shalachli Latrum, when I went to the border of a place called Khan Nishraya, Hayukoran Lakala Ninfi. They used to call a bride Ninfi. We'll see, we'll see how that came about. Ulatarnagol Sechvi. And this, of course, we know. So there's two pshatim in the Rishonim on that bracha that we say. One pshat is this pshat, which is that is talking about a rooster. And another pshat is that a sechvi is the place of thinking. It's the heart of the, of the person. So two ways to understand that bracha. 
uh, each of which are meaningful in their own right. Okay, Lakala ninfi micro. How do we know that a kala is referred to as a ninfi? Yefei nof, misos kala aretz, famous uh, pasuk from Tehillim. The beauty of the nof. Uh, this here is a reference to a kala. Fine, that's one explanation. Tarnagol sechvi. How do we know that a tarnagol is referred to as a sechvi? Who placed the wisdom in the smooth? We'll see what this means. Or who placed uh, wisdom into the sechvi? Those are the kidneys. Right? That's why we say that a Kaddish Baruch is bochen kilayos valev. What's with the kidneys? So obviously the kidneys are not exactly a brain, but they were uh, understood to have some, I don't think this is true biologically, but I think it's some degree of chachma. What does a kidney do? It separates out the good from the bad. So maybe that was a little bit, I don't know, it's hard to know exactly why we, we've given so much uh, credibility to the kidneys in this regard. But Elu Kelayos, and on the very bottom line of Chavav Amaralat, this last argument is established. So we see that Sechvi is Tarnagal. So all of these languages we didn't understand where it's, uh, you know, English is your second language kind of a deal. So let's continue. There's more stories like this. Levi, a very early Amore, went to a place, and someone came over to him to ask him a shayla. Omar lay, turning to the top of what is he saying? Kivan Planya. Some, this guy Planya was Kivan. So Rashi cheats and gives us the answer. Rashi says, Kivan Planya, Gazlani Ploni, somebody stole from me. But Levi said at the top line of Chavavamidbez, Lohava Yoda, my Kamarle. I didn't know what he was talking about. I don't know what what does kivan mean. Oh, that's a very strange word. So also shal be medrash. He went into the base medrash and said, "Chevra, I'm not from here. What's going on here? Somebody said kivan planya. What does kivan mean?" So says the Gemara. He's telling you that he was stolen. Can someone take God? Whatever the Pasuk is talking about. If he came over to me and asked that question and I didn't know what he was talking about, I would have done what we call learning in context. I would have said, How did he do this to you? I would have asked a whole host of questions. And then I would have you know, reverse engineered the conversation to know what he was talking about. We do this all the time when we don't know words, is learning words in context. So that's exactly what the Gemara is, is telling. Why I don't know why you didn't do that. Says the Gemara, the reason why Levi didn't do that, when the guy says, Kiva and Planya, that something, that Planya did something, why didn't he just ask him what was going on? So says the Gemara, he was afraid that it would be a conversation of inappropriateness about something Arayos oriented. Um, and therefore he didn't want to ask because he didn't want to make someone say something inappropriate or to reveal something that shouldn't have been revealed. So uh, next, let's say another thing that we didn't know what it was. They didn't know what the word serugan means. We know what the word serugan means. Of course, it means to alternate, that we wash Nutilas Yadaim in the morning, the serugan, right hand, left hand, right hand, left hand, right hand, left hand. So we call that the serugan, it's alternating. So initially, when the word was first used in the times of Rebbe, nobody knew what it was. Baruch Hashem, the woman who was running that house, the, the woman who was a servant there, she knew uh, she was holding cup. She could paskin shilas too. Says the Gemara, They heard the woman, the maidservant in Rebbe's house, she saw that the rabbis, they were coming in in intervals. You know, it's like sometimes you're like, just close the door already. Everybody come in at the same time and close the door behind you. They're coming in in packs of two every 30 seconds. Just everybody come in at the same time and close the door. You're letting the bugs in. She said to them, How long are you going to come in in, in intervals? Just get in the house already. 
Oh, so then they figured out what Seirigin meant by listening to the Am, said the Be'er Next, 10, 12 lines down, but they didn't know what Chalug Logos were. What are Chalug Logos? They didn't know. So Yom Achad, Shamuel Am said the Be'er same woman. <laughs> she was a very knowledgeable woman. So what did she say? He was spreading out or sprinkling out um, an herb that is called purslane. Purslane is actually used in like as an inferior type of spinach. It's not spinach, but it's an inferior type of salad. It is still used currently in some countries. Um, I don't believe that we use it here at all. But if you look at the plant, it actually does look, the leaves kind of look a little bit like spinach, but they seem to be a little bit smaller. Um, and that's what parpachine is. So says the Gemara, Omer Le, she said to them, How long are you going to spread this out? Then they learned that it was purslane. They learned that it was this herb, this type of lettuce that was being used. <laughs> Next, what else didn't they know? This is the sixth of the stories of things they didn't know. They didn't know what the Pasuk meant when it said, What's Salsaleha? They heard that she was, she, this woman, she was, a, she was a fireball. She kept talking. She was gone. It was great. You learned a lot. She saw this guy who was playing with his hair. It's like stories of Yosef, you know, that he had all this long, beautiful hair. So this guy is sitting there twirling the curls in his hair. How long are you going to sit there and twirl your hair? What do we learn? means to twirl or to curl or to turn your hair. We didn't know what the Pasuk meant when it said that one day all of this is about her. She said to one of her friends down the block who was going to be helping her, take this tatise and be metatea the house, which now we know in modern Hebrew is a broom. So what, what did the Pasuk mean that we quoted three lines ago, that the city of Yerushalayim would be destroyed as though you're sweeping a floor? Um, and that was, of course, a homily on many levels. Last one before the Mishnah. And the rabbis didn't know what Peshat and the Pasuk was. My, what does the Pasuk mean? What does it mean that we should, well, we know what it means. Hashleich means to throw upon all of your problems on Hashem and he will sustain you. So Amar Rabba Bar Barchana, Yomachad Hava Azil Nabahadi Ahutaya. He was traveling with a particular Arab. Have a drina tuna, and there were a lot of packages. And he said, Take your package, take what you're carrying, this shadi agmaloi, put it on my camel. So, therefore, we see all of these different terminologies. This, excuse me, this last amud was all to show us that uh, sometimes we suffer from English as a second language. I did this today. I was in an Uber today and I was trying to be friendly and make, I couldn't, uh, I tried, couldn't. Total, total passing ships in the night. Like I would ask question A and get answers to two other questions that I wasn't asking at all. We couldn't communicate. So these things happen when you move cultures. Uh, and it not only happens with important things, but it happens with non-important things all the time. And sometimes we're able to stickle busha to ask. I'm like that all the time. Sometimes if I'm in like a real meeting and someone uses a word, I'm like, oh, yeah, of course. Of course, I, I know what the word progeny means. I mean, everybody knows what the word progeny means, you know, obviously. <laughs> Progeny gets used in my job. Pythagorean theorem does not get used in my job. Not in circumcision and not in the OU. <laughs> Says the new Mishnah halfway down. More about the halachos of shofar. Chavavam is a little bit more than halfway down. Shofar shall Rosh Hashanah. In regards to the shofar of Rosh Hashanah, shall Yael, if it's that of a wild goat, then Pashut. 
it should be uh, straight. Upiv mitzupezahav, and the covering, the, the mouthpiece that actually touches your mouth should be covered in gold. We'll question this in the Gemara because of chatzitza. We have to make sure these were all some of the shilas that came up this past year. Are you supposed to put a mask on the shofar? Uh, with the OU, we ran a program with the Surgeon General, and we asked him this question. He said, by the time uh, the shofar gets from your mouth to the mask that's on the end of the shofar, the level of aerosolization of whatever virus is in your body is so great that the mask won't even help. Well, can you put one on the front end? So no, halachically, we'll see that that's problematic. But from our Mishnah, it seems like we're actually dipping the end in gold. And okay, so that's for Rosh Hashanah. And then what we're going to do is and we're also going to have two trumpets on each side of the Baltokea, clearly not something that we do. Shofar ma'arich. We are longer with the sound of the shofar, but with the horns, we're shorter. Why do we do that? Because to ensure that we can fulfill our obligation of the mitzvah that we should actually hear the shofar. So if the shofar sound is at the same time, it's running concurrent and only at the same time as the chatzosro, so how do you separate the sounds? We're going to discuss today. That's the sugya on chavzayin amaral. So says the Gemara, let's finish the Mishnah. That All of that is Rosh Hashanah. When it comes to fast days, Bishel Zacharim, there we take the um, we take shofaros from the males, kfufin, they should be bent, upi and metsupa kesef, and they should not be covered in gold, but they should rather be covered in silver. We'll have two shofaros on the outsides and two chatzosros in the middle. Shofar mekatzer. In that case, on the on the days of the fast days, the shofar was the shorter sound, unlike on Rosh Hashanah. The chatzosros ma'arichos and the horns were the longer sound. She mitzvah sayom because the obligation of that day and the time is we needed the chatzosros. There was no actual mitzvah. The only mitzvah of shofar really on a Doraisa level is by Yovlos and by Rosh Hashanah, but not by fast days. And says the Gemara according to one shita shave hayovel. The Rosh Hashanah, the Tkiyo, the Brachos. So when it comes to Yovel, when it comes to Yom Kippur in the Yovel year, we follow the guidelines of Rosh Hashanah in regards to Tkiyo and Brachos. When it says the Brachos, it means in Shmona Esrei, when we're Tokay, according to those who have such a Shita. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, but Rosh Hashanah, Tokin, Bishel Zacharim, he disagrees. On Rosh Hashanah, they blow uh, the Shofar of Zacharim. We had said in the Resha that it was a Yael, a wild goat. Uvi Yovlos, Bishel Yaelim. And then by Yovel, we do this one. So these are different Shitas within the Mishnah. The Gemara opens, Amar Ablevi, Mitzvah Shal Rosh Hashanah. That should specifically be with ones that are curved, different than our Mishnah, because we said the Yael should be Pashat, and that was for Rosh Hashanah. So Levi has a different approach. Any, anything that's done throughout the year, any Tzkiyas throughout the year on fast days, that's because of Pshutin. That, that, not because of that should be Pshutin. They should be uh, very, very straight. They should not be bent. Wait a second. How can you say that the ones for Rosh Hashanah have to be Kafuf? Our Mishnah says they have to be Kafuf. Uh, says you have to be pashud. Says the Gemara. Levi follows a different shita. Levi, who do Amar ki haitana? Who does he hold like the Tnan? He holds like the Seifa of our Mishnah. Rabbi Huda Omer, Barash Hashanah, how you token Bishal Zacharim, Kufun, Rabbi Yovlos, Shabbashal Yael. Fine. So that's our basically Levi seems to hold like the Shita Rabbi Huda and the Seif of our Mishnah. So then says the Gemara, if that's all that Levi is doing when he opens our Gemara to present his Shita to say that he holds like Rabbi Huda, then just say that he holds like Rabbi Huda. Say what you want. Akam's razor gets straight to the point. Says the Gemara, eight lines from the bottom of the page on Chavavam and Beis, Velema Hilchasakar, you just say it. Why won't you just say the halachas like Rabbi Yehuda? Says Gemara, we can't. Yomar halachas like Rabbi Yehuda, have a filus she yovel nami, the halacha by yovel would also be Rabbi Yehuda's fear, like Hamash Malan, that Levi bifurcates the shita 
of, uh, of Rabbi Yehuda. He agrees with him in one area, but not in another. But my Kamifligay, what are they arguing about? So what they're arguing about is as follows. Marsav are four lines from the bottom. Marsav of Rosh Hashanah, when it comes to the holiday of Rosh Hashanah, the more that a person can curve and bend their das, that's actually better. And on Yom Kippur, the more simple a person is, the better it is. What is all of this talking about? I know this is something that consumes my head, like how much uh, bending emotionally, how much change are you supposed to do? Take a look at Rashi. Rashi, four-fifths of the way down, about 20 lines up. Dibur Hamaschil, Kama Dekayef Inish. Says the Gemara, Betfilaso, Panav, Kushin La'aretz, that on Rosh Hashanah, by his tefillah, his face should be, he should be in contrition with his head down, uh, the more the merrier. Mishum, V'hayu Eine, V'li Bishap, fine. Hilkach, B'Rosh Hashanah, Dilatfilah, there on that day, we mentioned this all the time. We mentioned this throughout the uh, throughout the machzor. Therefore, the shofar's shape should match where we are emotionally, which is that because we're trying to remember akedas yitzchak, a very emotional time, we should be bent over. But when it comes to yovel shehin this is uh, another piece of the Gemara, which we're not talking about right now, but that's what the Gemara is referring to as this machlokas over here. So Shita number one says, as to why is it that one says that Rosh Hashanah is kaf up and one is not. So let's learn this one more time. It's better on Rosh Hashanah. However, it's better on Rosh Hashanah to be more simple, not to be bent over. Um, and when it comes to uh, when it comes to those fast days, or according to some, that Gosabach corrects this to Yom Kippurim. That makes more sense if it were to be similar to the format of the previous shita with Tainios or Yom Kippur. Better to turn yourself over that way. That's why the machlokas that they have in regards to the shape of the of the. Um, in regards to the shape of the shofar and Rosh Hashanah and, and uh, Yom Kippur, respectively, is dependent on what the, appro the appropriate emotional state of mind should be as to whether or not we should be kafaf or pasha. On the top of Chavzayin and Alpha, learn about half the page and then we'll stop, or maybe a little bit more than half the page, says the Gemara, Upiv Zahav, we had said that it needs to be uh, covered with gold. Tanya, hold on one second. That doesn't work. We can't have a chatita between the lips of the Baal Tokea and the shofar. Yet our Mishnah seems to say that uh, you should you should dip it in gold. That's what it says. Upiv so, But the Bryce is explicit that on the very end of the shofar, you're not allowed to do that. Answers the Gemara. Third line. Even our Mishnah didn't mean that. All it meant is that toward the end. And that's why you will see some shofaros that are designed that way, that they have a crimp of gold wrapped around a part of the shofar toward the mouth, but usually closer to the place where you might put your hands, but not actually where the peg goes. We had said that on Rosh Hashanah that there were two trumpeters who are on the sides of the Baal Tokea for the shofar. Says the Gemara, two sounds at the same time. Can you hear two sounds at the same time? If you hear the chatzosros going and you hear the shofar going, I don't know. Unless you're a musician and you're trained to listen, unless you're really in tune, it's not so simple to separate sounds from, from people, uh, from sounds. Like you have two, two different horns and you're such a bucket, you can tell the difference. I couldn't tell the difference. Says the Gemara of Tanya, we learned in Abraisa, 
Zachor v'shamor b'dibur echad namru. We know, of course, that a Kodesh Baruch Hu miraculously said Zachor v'shamor at the same time. Masha'in ha'peh yechola l'dabir. No human being could say two things at once. Ve'in ha'ozen yechola lishmoa. So we see that when two things happen at once, that we can't distinguish between them, as was the case with Zachor v'shamor. So if it was true by Zachor v'shamor, it should be true with Shofaros and Chatzotros. So how can you tell me that there were Chatzotros that were concurrent with the Tkiya Shofar? Hare, it should be Trey Kale. How could that work? Says the Gemara, ah, you're right. You're absolutely right. That you can't hear separate voices. That's true. But That's why our Mishnah indicated that you lengthen the amount of time that you are tokea so that the sound of the shofar extends beyond the sound of the chatzotros. Says the Gemara, that implies eight lines down the Memra. That implies that you don't have to hear the whole Tkia. You just have to hear enough of the tkia. It has to be a few seconds. The mockery is in the room. You could ask David, how many seconds is it? So let's say the chatzosos is for four seconds. And let's say that the tkia is for eight seconds and they start at the same. You should be yotze, says the Gemara. Who says we need to hear the beginning? If they mamish start at the same time, but I still get in my tkia. So all should be well. Umimela, that also implies that tchilas tkia below tsof tkia yotze too. You don't have to hear the whole sound. You just seemingly, that's the implication of the Gemara. You just have to hear enough of the sound. That's what the Gemara says. Says the Gemara, let's analyze that and see if it's true. Toshma, taka barishona. Let's say you did, uh, right, we know that our format is tkia, and then whatever the middle one is, and then tkia. That's our format. And then what do we do after that? Another tkia. So there's two tkias in a row. So those two tkias in a row, let's say we were doing tkia, shvarim tkia, tkia, shvarim tkia, tkia, shvarim tkia. So when there's tkia, shvarim tkia, followed by another tkia, can we put the two together? So let's see, what does the Gemara say? Instead of doing two separate tkiyas, I do them both together. So may, what, what should be the halacha? So says the bride, Why can't we split them up? The reisha is not the seifa. The seifa is not the reisha. The beginning of the tkiya is not the end because I don't even have to hear it. The end of the tkiya is not the beginning because I don't have to hear it. So if we have one long tkiya, why can't it count for two as long as it checks off the box of enough time for each tkiya? So it says the Gemara, that's not right. Uh, we understand our case that if you have the chatzosers and the shofar that are going at the same time, but the tkiya continues, you're yote. But here, talking about breaking one sound into two, that's not what we're saying. All we're saying is that you heard enough length of the shofar. Let's try again. Quarter of the way down, Toshma. A person who blows shofar into a bore, into a pit. Ola socha dos, or socha dos is a cistern. Ola tocha pitens. Pitem into a barrel of some kind. So im kol shofar shama. If you heard the direct sound from the shofar to your ear, you're good to go. However, yata. However, vi im kol havara shama. If you hear the echo, lo yata. It says the Gemara. Why? Why would that be true? Amai leipuk betchilas kia mekame deli arbev kala. Maybe we should say that. When the first sound goes out, the echo takes some time. You know, whenever you're in these places where you're very far from the wall in which the sound bounces off, you'll go up, oh, you wait a few seconds, up, oh, and you'll hear yourself, you'll hear the echo continuing. It takes some time. Why weren't you Yotze right away before the echo came back to you? Says the Gemara, you're absolutely right. Ella, one third of the way down, Tarte Kale, Mechad Gavrlo Mishtame, Mitre Gavre Mishtame. So then the Gemara pivots and says, if you have Tarte Kale, Mechad Gavre, two sounds from one person is impossible. Uh, that's why the, um, 
That's why the shofar doesn't work because it's two sounds from one person in an echo chamber. And mitre gavre mishtame. But in our case, where you have someone who's the tokea for the chatzotzros and someone who's the tokea for the shofar, you're good to go. Says the Gemara, hold on. Mitre gavre mishtame. Can you really hear two people? Vahatanya, we have a brysa. The Pasuk says in regards to the way that people used to lane, which is that they used to lane the Torah, but there was a matar game who would explain as well, says the Gemara, but Torah, um, you have one person reading Torah, one person translating. And what does the Mishnah say? But that's only true. As long as you don't have two people reading at the same time and two people being metargim at the same time, in order to be Yotze, it's only one person. So you wanted to say that as long as there are two different people, that their voices are distinct. That's not true, says the Gemara. We see from the din of reading the Torah. Says the Gemara, Hello, Damya, Seifa. We have to keep reading to see the value of this comment. Bahala Megillah. Because when it, com- when it comes to Halal and Megillah, even if 10 people are reading them at the same time, you're Yotze. So it says the Gemara Adiyuk. Alma, what does that show us? Halfway down two lines before the wide lines. Alma, what does that show us? Says the Gemara, Kevan de Chaviv, once a person is really excited about something, let's say that you're a guitarist, okay, and you're at a wedding and you want to hear the guitarist. Your brain can separate out the guitarist. You're a drummer. You can pull out the drums. You can look, you can close your eyes probably, and you can pull out the drums and focus in. Can you tell, um, I don't know, a cello from a bass or a violin? I don't know. I don't know. There's got to be a breaking point somewhere. But if that's the point, you have too many people in your wedding band. Just cut one of those people out. <laughs> You're wasting money at some point. They're too similar. But as long, so says the Gemara that as long as it's Chaviv, then Yohiv Daite, Hachanami, maybe by the Shofar as well, we should say, Kevan the Chaviv, Yohiv Daite, Vishama. Maybe we can say that because it's Chaviv Daite, he's passionate. It's a once a year mitzvah. It's very exciting. We make a Shechiyan of a So maybe we should say the same. Says the Gemara, Ella. You're right. You're absolutely right. So therefore, we can be Yotze with having two people because as long as it's Chaviv, it should work. So therefore, the Gemara says, why then are we Marich? Says the Gemara, to remind us that the mitzvah of the day is Taka B'Shofar. And that's the only reason for the distinction. But it's technically true that if you have two people being Tokea, one in Chatzosros and one in Shofar, even if they're concurrent, we can separate out and be Yotze even with no extension of the shofar beyond the chatzotros. However, we do extend the chatzotros, we do extend the shofar beyond the chatzotros for that one purpose in order to remind us that there is a mitzvah shofar. One more small section and then we'll stop, says the Gemara as follows. Halfway down, first of the wide lines. We said that on the fast days, uh, in the Brisa earlier, we said that on fast days that we are going to use animals that are zacharim. It's a Mishnah, our Mishnah. It should be shal zacharim kfufin upiv mitzupa kasef, and it's going to be covered in silver. Says the Gemara, why silver? Why is it that by Rosh Hashanah we used gold, but by Tainios and Yom Kippur we're going to use silver? Says the Gemara, ma'ishnahasam dezav ma'ishnachat the kasef. Says the Gemara, a couple of answers. Here's the first one. Anytime we're doing something to gather people, which was what was happening by the Tanyos. There were days for reflection. The Rambam writes this. I don't remember. I think in the Halachos of Tanyos, I think he writes that when we have fast days, the point of the fasting is not the fasting, not meaning except for Yom Kippur. 
But in general, when we have fasting, the point is to generate, why am I hungry? Oh, yes, we did bad things. Let's reflect and do tshuva. It's supposed to be a gorim for tshuva. So says the Gemara that everyone was bikinufi, everyone was gathering together, the kesefu, because everyone's gathering together, it's going to be with kesef. Maybe a Kaddish Baruch Hu recognized even at that time, silver was less precious than gold and the costs were up and we wanted to keep the costs low. Says the Gemara, if all of a sudden you're being so fiscally responsible, then why? Okay, then make it cheaper by Rosh Hashanah too. Why would you have to be bizarre if it's a more expensive metal? Says the Gemara, you're right, it is more expensive, but but in order to show the sanctity of the day of Rosh Hashanah, we are going to use gold because that does show that the day of Yom Tov deserves a little cover. Rav Papa, Bar Shmuel, Sabar Lemevat Uvda Kimasnis. And Rav Papa wanted to do like our Mishnah. He wanted to follow the halacha that by fast days it's going to be silver, by Rosh Hashanah it's going to be gold. Omar Le Rava, Lo Amru El Bamikdash. This is only true in the Beis Hamikdash. It's not true outside the Beis Hamikdash. Tanya Namihachi, the Brisa, agrees with this. That we say in our Mishnah that the shofar is going to be gold by Rosh Hashanah and silver by, by Yom Kippur. That's only true by Mikdash of Abigvul and Makom Shiyesh Chatzosros. Uh, we're not going to be doing this uh, multiplicity of uh, the different kinds of horns. All of that only applies in the Mikdash. What do we do here, Bigvulin? Just a shofar without chatzosros, and that's how that's how we do it. This is also how Rabbi Chalaf the Bitsipori did. Rabbi Chananya Ben Trajun Besichni he did the same thing in his city. And when the rabbis got wind of this, Amru Lo Hayu Noagin Kain El Bishare Mizrachu Baharabais Bilbad. It was only by the eastern gate and only on Harabais. Amar Rava Vitema Rabbi Shub and Levi Mikra. What's the pasuk that supports this? Says the Gemara Dechsi Bachatzosros Bekol Shofar Hariu Lifnei Melech Hashem. Only when you're before Akadosh Baruch Hu do you need both. But in general, lo, in general, outside of the base of Mikdash, you only need the shofar. We'll stop right here. We'll pick up on Shabbos at 4.08 p.m. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Yeah.